Google right now is setting a new benchmark in the Android ecosystem with the latest announcement, which is, of course, that the Pixel 8 Pro is now the first smartphone to integrate the company's um, new AI model, Gemini. So the launch, I think, not only marks a really big step in, you know, like smartphone AI capabilities, but I think right now this is kind of underscoring Google's commitment to enhancing their user experience through, you know, some of this advanced tech. So at the center of all of this um, and this big step forward is Gemini Nano. So this is a streamlined variation of Google's Gemini AI model. They got three versions, right? Nano, Pro, and Ultra. And the Nano is specifically tailored for on-device operations for, you know, those for uh, for smartphones, really. Um, and the move is, I think, quite pivotal as essentially it enables two new features on the Pixel 8 Pro. So the first one is summarize in recorder um, and also smart reply in gboard so gboard is the google keyboard notably um, with gemini nano's on device functionality sensitive user data stays on the phone right so your images your conversations your all of your all of your info can stay on your phone um, run locally on this ai model on your phone you don't have to send it out to um, you know an ai model in the cloud like is the case with chat gpt that, you know, there can be leaks, there can be all sorts of issues, right? We've seen people have their, uh, we've seen people hack or prompt inject chat GPT to get some of the training data to get people's personal private data, all sorts of issues have happened there. So what's cool is when you're running an AI model locally on your own device, like your own phone, your content, your images, your videos, your pictures, your text messages, your emails to your grandma, well, I guess that, you know, your emails to your grandma, they have to go off your phone because you're emailing so it goes through google servers or whoever servers but you get the idea right everything can stay on the phone you don't have to send it to a third party um, in order to integrate it with ai and i think this is a big boost for privacy um, also this allows uninterrupted use even if you like don't have wi-fi or cell reception you can still use these models that's another big boost here beyond just you know privacy or whatever it's uh you could be out in the middle of the wilderness and you got no cell reception and you're kind of hungry and you take a picture of a plant and you're like, is this thing edible, right? I mean, I'm thinking for like TV shows, shows like Alone, this would be pretty cool. <laughs> in any case, um, I think the implementation of Gemini Nano in the Recorder app introduces an AI-powered summarizer. So now users can um, get concise summaries of their recorded audio. So, you know, that's conversations, interviews, presentations. They get that all directly on the Pixel 8 Pro. Um, and all of that's, again, without Wi-Fi or like cell reception. This will, all these features will work, which is really, really cool. I feel like, you know, 90% of the features on smartphones today, like you need cell reception to the point where like some, sometimes like I won't even bother opening up half my apps if I got poor cell reception. So I'm like, yeah, I just know they're not going to work. But this is really cool when you get these features that literally will, you know, just work with no cell reception, right? Um, so the feature is supplemented by the app's expanded transcription capabilities, which now has 28 additional languages included in it. So that's really impressive. So another one that I mentioned earlier, of course, right, is Gboard. So Google's keyboard application is right now going to start incorporating Gemini Nano in a developer preview. So the AI is going to fuel the smart reply feature, which initially is compatible with WhatsApp. Um, so kind of interesting that they, you know, they have that working right off the get go. Um, but I think this is really kind of enhancing the quality and context awareness of suggested responses in messaging apps. Um, and Google plans to extend this functionality to more apps next year. Now, 
something I'll say is, uh, of course, yeah, we have all the autoresponder kind of, th this isn't very new tech, like the auto response thing, you know, Apple's done it forever. Android's done it forever. Like when you're texting and it's like the, it, you know, it recommends the next word you might want to say. Um, and so this is kind of like the whole next level where it's going to recommend the whole text and maybe it's going to be able to train off of like all the texts you've sent in the past. So it can sound like you or your emails is one that I think is cool. One thing I will say is uh, Google likes to give themselves credit when they when they released their like AI for Gmail um, integrations. They're like, this is nothing new. We've always had AI integrated into like Google and Gmail products. Like, just look, we've been doing like auto um, email, you know, next line recommendation stuff for a long time. Okay, like, I think that's a little bit generous of a pat on the back to Google um, because their next line recommendations typically for me. I'll say like, hi, and then it like auto fills in like the person's name. And sometimes it will have like three other words. Other than that, I've been writing the whole email myself. So uh, I, I think they're they're a little generous to themselves. They have not been implementing that many, that much AI auto recommendation uh, features. Now, of course, they have Bard, which can be integrated. Uh, they have, you know, Google Workplace, which I have, and uh, that essentially will write your entire email for you. And I've used it before and been quite impressed by the response. Um, so yeah, they're, they're doing great now. But when they talk about their historical stuff, I don't give them that much credit. In any case, and I'm sure some people will be upset about me for saying that, whatever. Um, so with the whole, uh, with, with all of these applications coming out, I think beyond the immediate application, Google's Gemini Nano's influence, I think is going to go through a bunch of different, like it's it's going to be integrated into a whole bunch of different aspects of the Android experience. One significant integration is in the planned powering of Google Assistant with Bard. So essentially this is like Google's version of Siri on Pixel devices. And I think this is important. Honestly, I'm like, if I have a bone to pick with anyone, any of the tech companies, it's that Google... Apple and Amazon for Google Assistant, Siri, and Alexa did not all like immediately integrate just like a chat GPT assistant in replace of what they had there. Um, I've talked to people that have worked on all of those projects. And, um, and I know a lot of people are like defensive about this. They're like, yeah, but the tech wasn't ready or it wasn't good enough or um, whatever. Okay, well, we're at the end of 2023. ChatGPT came out last year. And on my iPhone, Siri is still the worst thing in the world. I know people are going to get triggered by that. But like everyone 100%, like if they want to just swallow their pride and just like get chat GPT and integrate that, I promise it would be a better experience than what it is today. So go make your own in-house stuff. Awesome. Fantastic. Looks like Google's doing that. My only bone to pick is that everyone didn't do it sooner if they even just had to like rely on. I get it, right? They don't want to look week like they got to rely on OpenAI's ChatGPT, but like I don't know they're the, the products have been bad for a year because of that you know decision so in any case um I think the broader implications of all of these different AI advancements are pretty substantial so the combination of improved on-device AI and also initiatives like Beeper which brings iMessage to Android I think all of this could really entice more users to switch to Android from other platforms in addition to some of these like new Gemini features that are going to be on the Pixel. There, there's a couple others that I think are interesting. One is the new Video Boost feature, which essentially leverages the Tensor G3 chip to optimize video uploads um, with adjustments in color, lighting, and stabilization. 
Um, they have a night sight video and improved portrait light in Google Photos. And that's all part of this big update that they're doing, um, along with the ability to sharpen images of pets in motion, right? Like they always just like throw like a bunch of random features in there that are cool, but like as if that's ever gonna, you know, be the reason I buy a phone is because it has like 10 cool features, whatever. In any case, I think the rollout of a lot of these new features isn't limited to Pixel 8 Pro, which is important to know. Um, Google's Pixel Fold and some other recent Pixel models are also getting the capabilities like dual screen preview and USB connectivity for using the phone as a webcam, which of course, you know, this is something that Apple has been uh, been doing since for a little while. So I think the Pixel Watch and other devices are also seeing updates, including expanded call screen options and some new whatever. They got a bunch of new features on here. Um, I'm going to be really curious to test this out. I want to get my hands on a Pixel 8 Pro and, you know, see how this works. It'd be really cool to use some of these AI capabilities on device with no internet connectivity. I honestly think that's a great feature. Apple is making some big moves in the AI space. They've made some announcements recently, so it'll be interesting to see what their response to a lot of this is. But I'll definitely keep you updated on everything that happens in this regard in the future.